Thank you for joining me for this episode of People Know Stuff. If you know stuff, I'd like you to be a guest on my program. Please visit my website and drop me a line. Hi, and thanks for joining me for People Know Stuff. So today I'm excited to have Isabel Dupree with us, and she knows stuff about competitive bodybuilding. And she is an amazing person to see. And all you have to do is look at her and know that she really knows stuff about competitive bodybuilding. Um, So Isabel, and I need to qualify this and say that she is absolutely gorgeous and she's a real head turner. So um, my opinion, but I think (laughs) with a lot of other people too. um, A full disclosure, I get to see her regularly in the gym. And um, I've heard other people make the same comment. So I'm not alone in my assessment that she is, uh, you know, really noteworthy. Um, And I guess that's one of the um, outcomes of preparing to compete. Yeah. So Isabel, take it away. All right. Thank you. Thanks so much for the introduction. I um, really appreciate it. And for having me. Um, This is uh, the first time I've had a chance to kind of uh, share my experience, um, on a a podcast type of platform, um, uh, about my experience in bodybuilding. Um, and I'll just sort of frame it up and say that, cause I think, um, a lot of people think that people sort of start down a bodybuilding path, usually kind of really early in life, or there are sort of a lot of misconceptions in that regard. And I didn't start competing until after I had both of my children. Um, in fact, I didn't really start weightlifting or focusing very much on sort of the true physique aspect of things until after I had both of my children, I was in my late thirties. I'm now 45. Um, I, uh, and then one thing that I've, I've seen, um, during, I guess my now almost seven years of competing is that, um, you know, people of all ages, um, uh, compete and, uh, sorry about my dog. Um, uh, Brad, can you just, sorry. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm also a dog mom. Um, and she's yeah. always with me and she, she's with me on my journey too. Um, uh, she's my third child, third and final child. There you uh, go. <laughs> um, uh, is that women and and men of all ages uh, do this and they start sometimes in their late fifties or late forties. And that I think is an interesting thing to realize. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, there's no age, um, um, at which this starts. I'll start, um, at the highest level. I think the biggest thing that I have learned through my journey was that first and foremost, um, you're, and I think a lot of people know this, but when, when you actually get immersed in living it, it, it reinforces it. It's actually legitimately true. Nutrition is probably 80 to 90% of the game. And, uh, and so is, uh, weightlifting, um, lifting weights, um, in a very intentional way, um, is, uh, part of it. Um, and, uh, and is, actually really good for your body and things that I, I just didn't fully appreciate before I, I engaged in things. And that cardiovascular, cardiovascular type of workouts are obviously good for your heart health, but they, they drive a lot less of 
um, your physique development um, along the way than I think a lot of people think. Um, it's a tool that is used sometimes to help as you're going to work into a show and you're trying to maybe shed body fat. But um, it is um, it's a tool that's utilized with a very, very specific um, goal in mind. And it, and and um, obviously, from a heart health perspective, it's something that we we always want to be doing. But sure. um, so you're saying the, 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 you're talking about the tool of cardiovascular, but exercise. yeah, yeah. That, yeah that's exactly. and you yeah. need to be. Yeah. Know what you're what you're trying to achieve. Exactly. Exactly. And that from a bodybuilding perspective, it tends to be used um, in uh, various sort of increasing amounts as you're trying to drop body fat, but that you're not necessarily doing that all the time. There's not a lot of spin classes or other things like running a lot or things like that. It's a very sort of um, targeted approach. I actually had to peel back. I was a six days a week kind of cardio person and I had mm-hmm. to like pull that back. Yeah. Um, and that was probably the nutrition cardio weightlifting piece was the first big piece that um, I learned when I decided to um, embark on the journey. And I, and I was motivated to do it or intrigued by it because I had seen a friend a number of years before I embarked on my journey, go through sort of a physique change um, and wanted to do it, but wasn't in a stage of life where I could really do it at the time. So I waited until later in life to try it. Um, The second thing that I I learned very quickly is that, and I honestly think this applies not just to bodybuilders, but to regular, just any lifestyle, people trying to change their physique from a lifestyle perspective, is that having a coach, which is different than a trainer, but having a coach who understands your goals and is coaching you towards those specific goals is very, very important. Um, I think the perception is that bodybuilding is all about the the physique. Like I need to get lean and you need to be able to see my muscles and all of those things, right? I was like, oh, I got this. I can work out and I can figure out the nutrition thing. I was very sort of naive in thinking like, I got this covered. But then it's there's so much more than that. There is posing when you get on stage, um, how you carry yourself. There are a lot of other little things that you need to do when you go compete from a tanning perspective, hair and makeup perspective, the suit perspective, and having a coach that can guide you not just through the workout aspect of things and getting you your body stage ready, but there's also getting your presentation stage ready, your frame of mind stage ready, um, is, is, is really important. And, um, and, and I, and I kind of realized that no, whether I'm competing or not, I'm probably always going to have a coach because for me, it's very helpful to have somebody kind of tell me how, what to do to execute, to get to a certain point. And then I just execute. I think that a lot of times in earlier in life, I would, I would sit there and try to figure things out for myself. Um, I think our culture frequently focuses on and women frequently focus on more is better. So if it's not working, I just need to do more. And if I do more then it will be better. And that's not always true. The coach can help you kind of stay on rails. So the coaching piece was zig. So it sounds like the coach needs to be someone who really knows the territory. It needs to be someone Absolutely. who understands competitive bodybuilding. And 100%. So 
a life coach. It's yep. someone who's very specifically knowledgeable. Exactly. And you've probably seen me working with a specific trainer at the gym. Right. And uh, he is somebody who I started working with over a year ago and he's been great. He works with me in person um, and he knows what the goals are, but I have a separate coach that is a true bodybuilding coach that focuses right. on right. bikini bodybuilders. And so he works kind of together. Like we all kind of work together. Everybody knows that everybody else is there working towards the same goal, but it's, um, but his not, his wheelhouse is not, you know, competitive bikini bodybuilding. Right. So, right. so it's really important to have somebody that with, with the niche expertise for yes. whatever you're. Yeah. I mean, it takes a team. Is At 100%, I, yeah. There, there is such a village. I mean, I have a, a, yeah. Posing coat. I mean, the whole thing, it, there is a true village. It is crazy. Right. Um, right. And, and, and I got to my village and my coaching crew, if you will, incrementally, because I think if out of the gate, I had known that this much went into it, I would have, I would have pulled back. So I kind of put my toe in the water, did it, um, and enjoyed it enough to keep going and then realize like, this is what you need to do. If, if, if you want to do it and be quote successful, right. Which means different things to different people, which is sure. kind of where it gets to kind of another thing that I've kind of learned along the way is that, um, I mean, I feel like I've learned a lot of life lessons through, through this. I'm not sure if that's, some of that is a stage of life where I'm in and I'm receptive to it, but I think it, like I've talked to 20 year olds that compete and 65 year olds that compete. And I think a lot of people come to these realizations by nature of kind of being in the sport. Um, but everybody's why is different. Everybody's reason for competing is different. Um, and it evolves kind of over time. I, for me, it was something I wanted to try. I was intrigued by it. And then um, it's kind of evolved from there. I, I enjoy the challenge. I enjoy seeing how I can change my body. I love having kind of a goal I'm working towards. I'm working towards, I, I compete in a federation, um, that's called the MPC. It's for the sort of the biggest bodybuilding federation out there. Um, I'm working towards getting my IFB pro card, um, and have been for a while. It's really not easy to get. Um, I was super naive and thought it would be like, oh, this will take me like 12 to 18 months. I mean, un it, like, no, um, takes a long time uh, for me, not for everybody, but for me. And um, and I'm very kind of motivated to hit that that goal. But there are other aspects of it as to just it makes me feel good. I enjoy doing it. Um, uh, there's something about, I don't know, setting a goal and kind of going after it. Sure. Uh, so, uh, different people, some people do it because they want to, you know, they start out by just wanting to live a healthier lifestyle. And then this is sort of, you know, one next step. Some people won't really want to do it professionally and that's all they do. And they coach folks. So, um, but it's really interesting to understand, learn a lot about people. And, um, and I just used to just think it was people who are sort of, I don't know, narcissistic and wanted to get on stage and look good. And that's really not the driver for well over 90% of the career. Right. So right. that was really it's kind of a prevailing uh myth you're saying. Right. Yeah. It's it's about showing off because 
I like what you're saying that you need to kind of look at what is your why and it will probably evolve, but you want to really stay aligned with why you're doing it. And, and I can see that it's important to stay in touch with your why or you'll just quit because it's very all encompassing. It really is. And, and, um, and, and I mean, I can't um, do it alone, right? Like we said, there's a village. I have an incredibly supportive husband and my children are very supportive. It's also kind of they. my youngest was 16 months when I first competed. So it's kind of all she knows, like, this is all she knows. Um, But, um, but it it makes, it it does make um, a big difference. It makes a big difference. Um, The other thing that I think has been um, a, an important kind of lesson along the way it, it is a tough sport, right? It puts you through, it is extreme in some ways, right? Like you push limits on levels of body fat and, and, and things like that, as you're going into shows that normal people would not have like everyday walking around folks should not have any desire to do. Um, but a lot of folks, I think have this perception that, um, whether it's on the bodybuilding side of things or just, trying to live happier and lose 20 pounds is that if you, if you do the thing and you win the show or you place first, or you get the pro card, or if you're just trying to reach a goal and you lose 20 pounds, that once you hit that point, there's some magic pot of gold that's includes happiness at the end of that. And it, and that's really frequently not the case, right? Like, I think you have to enjoy, right. There's not sort of like, like, a parade for you once something like that happens, right? Like you've done it and now what? Right. And so right. I right. say that just because I think there, you do need to have an appreciation and enjoyment of the the process and the sure. journey. Sure. Um, you know, the journey is the destination is kind of a fr- frequently uh, something that you hear. And, and I think you can find the de- journey incredibly difficult but if you don't have some aspect of that that you find fulfilling or driving, then it it can be very soul crushing, and it's probably something where it's, you know it's not for everybody, right? Like some right. you have to figure out how to how to um, embark on it in a way that's positive for you, or shift it around if it's not. And every and also there are seasons of life, right? Like. I've said, I'll, I'll do this for as long as I enjoy doing it. And then when I don't, I may stop. I will continue to be coached. I will still enjoy supporting folks in, um, in the, in the industry and in competitive bodybuilding. But, um, when I don't, when I'm not enjoying what I'm doing, then it's not going to be for me. Um, you know, it's interesting. I, it, you bring to mind a, um, observation in a book that I had read about habits. And the author said, perhaps one of the biggest threats to a habit for a competitive sport is winning. Because um, once you've won, then the willingness to stay at it can diminish some because you've arrived. And like you said, you're looking for that pot of gold, maybe. But the, the real pot of gold just like what you're saying is enjoying the practice. The practice, the right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It it um 
And there are a lot of people who once they hit it, then they're just kind of done with it because sure. And 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 it's a very personal to anything a, 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 to an individual, I think. But yeah, James Clear kind of ha- Atomic Habits and his kind of how yeah. he frames things up is he's one of my favorites. I also have an appreciation for Tim Grover and his philosophy kind of around winning and this notion that kind of once you've won, things don't just become easier in a way. Sometimes it's harder because then you have to figure out like, well, what's what now? Like, Mm -hmm. am I trying to go to the next level or, or am I trying to do something different and do that new different thing better? And, you know, at this point I'm trying, I know what my, my goal is and we'll see once I've arrived at that where I want to well, go. Well, it, it goes back to what you said earlier. You need to know your why and your why can change. And if your why was just to win and then you win, then it might be time to step away. Um, exactly. You're saying, hey, you know, my why is to have fun and I'm having fun with the process. And I even hear you saying, um, should I decide not to compete? There's just this whole community that now I've become a part of the village and yep. there are other roles you can play within the village. Yep. Exactly. And it's, and I have learned, um, I've found so many um, women who have, and, and men for that matter. I mean, just people where you just learn, I've learned so much about um, physiology, nutrition, all sorts of things through this. I never, never would have learned otherwise. Um, and that has been, um, that's just, that's part of the fun for me. It's, it's, I can, I mean, I, I, um, love talking to friends when they have questions about things for their own purposes and being able to kind of share what, um, I've learned because I didn't know anything when I started out really, I realized how misinformed I was because, yeah. I and I like how you talk about your um, entry into this world that you didn't, you don't have to have everything all set up before you begin. You found your, you created your team as you went along. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. And you're saying, Hey, the team really needs to include trainer. It needs to include yep. coach and it needs to include the people around you being behind you, but you kind of find it as you go. So if you were going to take that very first step, what would it be? It, uh, if I, I were mean, going to that with the toe in the water, I would, I would try to find, frankly, either people, people like me so that you can, um, get pointed in the right direction okay. because that's where I really struggled at first was how do, how do I find a coach? How do I find that knows about this? And I wasn't on Instagram at the time. I was trying to find things on Facebook or the internet and it was really, really hard. It's gotten a little bit better, but not a ton better. And uh, Instagram is like a very big platform in the competitive okay. body. That's space. good to know because it, it sounds like it's a real niche community. And- it is. It is. It is. Yes. And the toe in the water is definitely to talk to someone in the community. And you're saying Instagram is a place where people can best find them. Yeah, I, I um, absolutely. And if people 
want to reach out to me on Instagram, I'm happy to point them in the right direction. Do you want to say exactly yeah, my, my handle is at Isabel, I-S-A-B-E-L Dupree, D-R-E. So it's just my first Great. name. Last. And Great. I'm happy to share, point people in the direction of coaches who can help them regardless of what, maybe they want to just lifestyle wise, a lot of people just want to look a certain way, but not actually compete. And there are people, there are coaches that do just that. Um, So I'm always happy to point folks in the right direction so that they can cut to the, cut to the thing quicker than I did. So it's sounding like um, you're willing to be a point of entrance to the village, which is fantastic. And that was, spell it again for your... It's at I-S-A-B-E-L-D-U-P-R-E. All right. Your name. And yeah. Awesome. That is really helpful. Um, I'm I'm just very appreciative of what you shared. And I know that there's so much more that you could discuss because you've learned so much in this experience of competitive bodybuilding and you definitely presented a slice. And, you know, I love hearing about what the major levers are. And, you know, I was struck by that early on 80 to 90% being what you eat. So I'm sure that's a big part of the conversation. Um, Maybe we'll do um, another <laughs> stuff you know about <laughs> how do you eat Absolutely. your body. Yeah, let's think about part two. Um, I'd love it. All right, Isabel, thank you so much. Thank it, you so much, Deborah. I really, really appreciate it. It's, it was an honor to be here, and um, I'm up for part two whenever you are. All right, sounds okay. great. Thanks All so right. much. Take care. Okay, bye. bye. Thank you for joining me for this episode of People Know Stuff. If you know stuff, I'd like you to be a guest on my program. Please visit my website and drop me a line.